Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Giving is living, and living is giving. But the world says, get, take. God says, give. God so loved the world, he gave. He gave some to be pastor, teachers. See, understand, God wants to be generous to you and me and to the church so we can expand the kingdom of God in the world. It's not about us. On multiple occasions in the New Testament, we learn that the greatest commandment of all is love. We are called to love God with all our hearts and to love our neighbor as ourselves. In today's message, Pastor Mark reflects on how we can love others through giving. Just as God loved us and gave us His Son, we too are called to love others by giving to those in need. Although this counters what we hear in society, Pastor Mark demonstrates to us how God uses this platform to further his kingdom. By denying ourselves and guarding our hearts from greed, we can better demonstrate God's love for mankind. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 for his continuing study entitled, How Not to Enjoy the Blessings of God. The stuff that we call security is useless. I'm secure when I'm saved. Nothing can separate me from the love. Oh, let's say amen again. Come on, come on, amen. See, the world doesn't have that. The world doesn't have that. If the world understood it, we wouldn't have suicides. I'm secure in the love of my God. Now, I'm going to give you the next four principles how to be blessed by God. Look at verse 17. Again, look at the end of verse 17. Their trust should be in God, here we go, who richly gives us all we need so we'll be miserable. No, for our what? Enjoyment. So here's enjoy number three. Write it down this morning. No God is a generous giver, and he loves to bless us. See, God wants to give us life. John 10, 10, he came to give us life and life abundantly. Because he's generous, he will provide whatever's necessary to help us enjoy life. Remember again, Everything comes from him. In fact, the Old Testament says this. He daily loads us with benefits. Wow. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. How many of you at all of our campuses, and those of you watching online, I want you to raise your hand in a moment. How many of you believe that God still does miracles today? Can I see your hand? Amen. Awesome, huh? Well, let me ask you a question. Does a church 
Need money? Well, that was four of you. <laughs> How did God design for the church, which is his, to have buildings and air conditioning, campuses, pastors, volunteers that work part-time, all kinds of maintenance, air conditioning, buildings, land, missionaries, sending church planners up. How did God design for that to happen? Does it take money? Hello? Okay. How did God design for that to happen? How does God provide for it? See, some of you never think about that. You're here in an air conditioning. You got people watching your kids. You got great pastors ministering to you. All of this kind of stuff. Well, it just comes every Tuesday in a big care package from God. Praise God. Well, I want you to look at verse 18. First Timothy, all of our campuses. Chapter 6, verse 18. Here's what God says. Tell them, that's you, to use their money to do good. So here's enjoy number four for you this morning. Write it down. First, be generous with God. Then God will be generous to you. See, the way God provides for his church is common sense. You. You provide for us. And you've been generous in so many ways, you guys. You're serving of your time or whatever. I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But as I get through to some of this, some of this you guys know, but you never, ever do it. And it's not that the church hurts. By the way, would you just turn to your neighbor and say this? God doesn't need my money. Would you just turn to the neighbor and say that? Now, many of you, after that, that's where you said amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. He doesn't need my money. Praise God. I received that. (laughs) What does he mean by that? He owns it already. God isn't up there going, I hope they give this week because I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Come on. So when we begin thinking about God in the way, see, giving is living and living is giving. But the world says get, take. God says give. God so loved the world he gave. He gave some to be pastor, teachers. See, understand, God wants to be generous to you and me and to the church so we can expand the kingdom of God in the world. It's not about us. Now, I'm going to share with you this morning three ways, uh, financial resources, how we manage our resources. Three ways. Here's the first one. Ties. 10% of your income off the top. God designed for the local church to be supported by the people that come to the local church. And that comes from the book of Malachi and lots of other things throughout the Old Testament. And here, understand, Proverbs 3, 9 kind of tells us how this works. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything your land produces. Look at me. Notice, this is a farming community. He doesn't say like some people would say, well, here's our crop of apples. There's a few over there that are turn in a little bit. They're a little bruised. Save those for God. Let's get the good stuff into the market so I can make money. 
No, it's called first fruits. You give off the top because whose is it anyway? It's God. And you give because you enjoy giving. Now, if you're here and you say, well, I'll give, Pastor Mark. You said just do it. You all do it. (laughs) Don't give a dime. God won't receive it. He's not interested in that. It needs to be cheerful. It needs to be regular. And I believe it starts from the top with 10%. Off the top. Some of you say, I will do that if I have any money left over at the end. No, I'm serious. That's how you think. No, no, no. You give and you'll have money left over. Now, if you keep in debt with the TV, you will have nothing left over and you won't have anything left over. You're gone. You're done. You're in debt. Average person in the United States, over $5,000 in debt, credit card. But even with that, if you'll say to God, God, I'm going to give off the top. 10%. 10%. If, if you'll do that, God will simply, simply bless you. I believe tithing is the starting place. I learned to tithe about 10 years old. I've been tithing ever since. My wife learned as a child as well. We give way more than 10%. doesn't matter to you. We just learn to be faithful to God. And can I say one key to you? You will never outgive God. But you don't believe it. Amen, Pastor Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, no. See, we have thousands of churches in the United States especially. I don't know the exact figure. I'm not interested in the exact figure. Probably less than 10% of Christians tithe. So I mean, 90% of people do not believe God And who suffers? You suffer. That's why a pastor's heart, it kills me. I have no problem teaching the word of God. I don't need your money. This church doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. But you're hurting you. And you're hurting your family if you're not teaching them. You can never outgive God. I have no idea who gives. None of the pastors do. It's not about that. Now, if you're sweating like a stuck pig, that's your problem. That's not my problem. Cameras, would you focus on these people that are sweating here? Maybe this week we'll know what happens. I don't know. I'm joking. I'm trying to make it laugh. Because the hard thing for me to say to you, you don't trust God. And you're suffering your whole life. Your breath is gone in an instant. And you'll get to heaven and go, what was wrong with me? Well, hopefully you remember this stupid shirt. Thousands of Christians know what to do. They just refuse to do it. I want to challenge you to do it. God will bless you. Now, when you think about this, <laughs> I'll show you an illustration. That whole tithing is a principle of putting God first, trusting him, not my money. Look at Luke 6.38. Amazing promise to all of us. Here we go. If you give, you will receive. Remember, God's economy is give. Giving is living, living is giving. If you give, you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full measure, pressed down, shaking together, make room for more and running over. Whatever measure you use in giving, large or small, it will be used to measure what is given back to you. So God looks and he goes, well, I threw a buck in. Let me bless him a little. Now, let me just make a disclaimer. You say, well, I'd like, I, I remember many years ago when I taught this, many, many years ago, I brought a spoon and a big shovel. And I said, 
if God's going to give back to you, which would you like him to give back from? The spoon or the shovel? Like that's a no-brainer, right? I like the shovel. But you give with the spoon. Oh. Now, if you're going to give to get, don't give. The foolish prosperity gospel. You hear him say this. You plant a seed of $1,000. Your son that's a prodigal will come back to God next week. Foolishness. You can't manipulate God. We give to God. Now, I'm going to give you an illustration this morning. And this should make it open to you. What is 10%, Pastor Mark? 10% is off the top of what, what God's given to you. You just write the check to him. Mine comes out automatically. You just write the check to him. I'm happy to do it, God. And he always blesses me. Now, here's an example. If I come down at every campus and walked and gave you a $1,000 bill, every one of you, I just gave you a $1,000 bill this morning. What would the first question, if I gave that to you, what would your first question be? What's the catch? Come on. You say, no, Pastor Mark, I trust you. Don't give me that baloney. You, you would say, what's the catch? And I'd say, here's the catch. You got to give me $10 back. And you would say, okay, what's the catch? You, you mean, you'll give me $1,000 if, if I'll give you $100 back? Yes, a thousand, a hundred. Now, how many would say if somebody gave you a thousand dollars and you had to give back a hundred, how many would say pretty good deal? No, no catch to it. How, how many would say pretty good deal? This is what God's saying. You give me a hundred. By the way, when you give that hundred to God, it's not yours anyway. You're giving back what he already gave you. But we don't get that. Remember, I went right back to the beginning. Everything we have is what? His. So Christians, we're we're selfies. So I'm challenging you this week. Get with your spouse, single, figure it out, say to God, okay, here's what I make. Thousand a week, whatever. I'm going to give that to God. Write it to the church. Church, where you go here. And watch God do things. And then start sending me testimonies of how it was impossible, but he provided. That's the miracle it is. If we give, he gives back to us. And by the way, he doesn't give back to us to keep. He gives back to us to give out again. You are not to be a container. You're to be a conduit for God's love. So that brings us to the next two ways that we give. Watch this. Look at the verse. You can write it down. Number five. Enjoy number five, be generous to others by serving and giving to them. And that's where thousands of you watch the volunteers and, and the kids' ministry and the music ministry and, and the, uh, the production and all the kind of things you do. Look at verse 18. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. That's the other two kinds of offerings. Of, of giving. One's tithes, 10% off the top to God to start, and then offerings. You see a missionary, Brett and Heather and others and people, or you're watching, I, I love to watch Charles Stanley, and, and I love to listen to Adrian Rogers, even though he's dead, and, and, I, and I love David Jeremiah and some of these solid guys are just amazing. And you know what you'll hear from them? Really quality guys. You, you be in church, your church this weekend, and you give your tithes to your church if you want to minister to us, bless us to so keep it on TV, just send it into in touch or whatever. That's the right way. That's what an offering is for. And then alms are for who? The poor. 
The poor. Many times we do things for, you know, when they had the disasters and Haiti, we, we did all kinds of things. We, we, you give money, you give generously to them. The, the people that were doing, translating the scriptures to them, that's a blessing. That's offerings that you gave on top of it. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Now look at verse 19. When we do all this, is there a reckoning day? Is there, a, is there kind of an accountant that's looking at our heart? Yes, there is. Verse 19. In this way, they, you, will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that's truly life. Here's our last one for this morning. Enjoy, number six, experience real life today by giving and then store up your treasure in heaven. You see, as we tithe and are generous with givings and alms and are in all of the areas of life, serving people, ministering to people, what's happening is this. We're storing things up in heaven. God is remembering all of this. It's eternity. It's not about here. And as I'm doing that, it brings to you and brings to me an amazing a joy just to give. And I want to thank you for being generous people in a million different ways. Don't be stingy. Be generous as you are with your time and your talent. Hang with people. Give to God. Let's blow the walls off of our church by telling people we just love them. And we do that for a lot of ways. You know, we're getting ready to do the Fall Fest, and all kinds of things are happening like that at all of our campuses. Why do we do all that? And you guys give so much. We do it to say to people, oh, God's an amazing God. He's not sitting there, well, I come to church, he wants to give my money. It's not your money. Everything you have and are comes from God. What a blessing it is. Now, can I just challenge you with the end of this? Last week I taught on the shortness of life, how temporary life is. And we sang a wonderful song today as well as last week. This world is not what it's about. Give me Jesus. Take this crazy world. We're here. We have to, we have to impact our world. But we have to understand scriptures. See, you can't just know it. You've got to do it. You've got to understand the shortness of life. May I say to you this week, in one of our campuses, a four-year-old boy drowned this week. In our Sebastian campus, Pastor Norm is a chaplain for their football team. A ninth grader dropped dead on the field. Robin Williams. It doesn't matter, young, old, rich, poor. Life is short. And you can't be pursuing money and riches. Let's pursue God together. Let's put him first. He'll bless the socks off you. One week I'll come with no socks just to prove it to you. <laughs> he blesses the socks off of us because we serve an amazing God, don't we? Now, yeah, that, that give a hand to God, obviously. You have to understand that as pastors... Our goal is to see you experience God. The Holy Spirit's spoken to all of us this morning, lots of different ways. 
It's no good listening to it. We have to do it. I can't do it for you. So I'm asking you to take a challenge. Take a step of faith. In, in any of those areas where God's spoken to you, just step out. We want to change our world for Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Pretty soon, we're all gone. Now, I want you to say two words with you. I'm going to say one word, and I want you to repeat it again. You won't like the word, but it's okay. Naked. naked. Okay, now, some of you go like, Pastor Mark, aren't you naked? Aren't you? <laughs> Let all the campuses, nice and loud, shout it real loud. Naked. 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 Good. Now, say it again. Naked. naked. Good. Now, say this word. Nothing. Nothing. And say it again. Nothing. Nothing. Now, look at the verse. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. When you were born, when I was born, naked. Georgia, naked. (laughs) When we leave, doesn't matter what you have in the bank account. Doesn't matter what the casket's like. It's over. You take nothing. I take nothing. Could we just learn to enjoy life here with God? Focus on that which is really real. Pursue goodness, pursue excellence in all the businesses and stuff like that, and education, absolutely. But remember, this isn't where we're stopping. We're taking a train to heaven. And by the way, it loads up every day around our world. And one day that train is going to come by my house and yours. And we're leaving everything except that which we sent ahead that was eternal. That is people. That's what we're about. Maybe you're here this morning, and don't put anything away. I want you to listen to this. Lots of people today, their worth is in their net worth. If they have lots of money, lots of cars, lots of businesses, that you hear and say all the time, net worth. By the way, our net worth is not in stuff. My worth comes because Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. See, I'm going to be in heaven not because I have an education or because I'm very good looking even though I'm short. (laughs) I've taken off lots of pounds. I'm really getting there, baby. I want them to look at me and go, wow, he was fantastic. No, I'm doing it to keep healthy so I can give it to you guys every week. (laughs) Hallelujah. Understand, some of you here are not a Christian. You need to understand Jesus died for you. Our wealth is not about this world. Our wealth is what God's done for us. God so loved the world, he gave. In today's study with Pastor Mark, we learned the importance of giving to God and others. Not only did we focus on this crucial part of the Christian walk, but Pastor Mark encouraged us to do so wholeheartedly. Just as if we're giving our all in the workplace or in a relationship, we're to give God our best off of the top and not from the bottom. Just as God so freely gave to us, we're called to freely give to others. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5 and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 20140817. And the title of this message is How Not to Enjoy the Blessings of God. Again, today's message number is 20140817. And the title of this message is How Not to Enjoy the Blessings of God. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we learn how to better exhibit patience in the midst of life's troubles. In our study, Pastor Mark will give us much-needed tools to maintain a spirit of joy and hope when things don't always go as planned. We'll learn that it's the trials of life that will draw us closer to God and lean on Him for strength and understanding. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living.